welcome to another edition of Daily in the Word. This is Rich Chassie, your host and teacher. Today we will look at the last chapter of John's Gospel, chapter 21, at least the first half of it, as we see Jesus begin to restore Peter after Peter had denied him three times before his crucifixion. And now Jesus performs another miracle one last time before he ascends to heaven. So let's go ahead and begin reading in verse 1. We're going to stop at verse 13 today. Afterward, Jesus appeared again to his disciples by the Sea of Galilee. It happened this way. Afterward, Jesus appeared again to his disciples by the Sea of Galilee. It happened this way. Simon Peter, Thomas, also known as Didymus, Nathaniel from Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two other disciples were together. I'm going out to fish, Simon Peter told them, and they said, we'll go with you. So they went out, got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. Early in the morning, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples did not realize that it was Jesus. He called out to them, friends, haven't you any fish? No, they answered. He said, throw your net on the right side of the boat and you will find some. When they did, they were unable to haul the net in because of the large number of fish. Then the disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, It is the Lord. As soon as Simon Peter heard him say, It is the Lord, he wrapped his outer garment around him, for he had taken it off and jumped into the water. The other disciples followed in the boat, towing the net full of fish, for they were not far from shore, about a hundred yards. When they landed, they saw a fire burning of coals. There were fish on it and some bread. Jesus said to them, Bring some of the fish you have just caught. So Simon Peter climbed back into the boat and dragged the net ashore. It was full of large fish, 153. But even with so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, Come and have breakfast. None of the disciples dared ask him, Who are you? They knew it was the Lord. Jesus came, took the bread and gave it to them, and did the same with the fish. This was now the third time Jesus appeared to his disciples after he was raised from the dead. For whatever reason, Peter had decided that maybe the Lord didn't want to use him in ministry anymore, or perhaps he was somehow disqualified from ministry because Jesus had given them a commission after he breathed the Holy Spirit onto them in the previous chapter. Jesus, we know, tells them that he's going to see them in Galilee. We find that out in another gospel. And so this is that appearance to these disciples. But Peter, after they had gotten home in Galilee in the north as they left Jerusalem, Peter Because of this confusion that at least he feels, he says, I'm going fishing. In deference to his leadership, these five other people go with him, even though they had heard Jesus give them this commission beforehand. So Thomas, Nathaniel, the sons of Zebedee, that's John and James, John the the author of our gospel, and two other disciples were together. So they got into the boat, and they fished all night, which was the normal custom. Again, they caught nothing. Early in the morning, Jesus was standing there on the shore. 
Uh, this is also miraculous. He had a fire going. He had already fish on the fire. No indication as to where the fish and the bread came from other than Jesus miraculously producing them. But again, the disciples don't realize that it's Jesus, and he calls out to them, and he says, friends or lads or little children, haven't you any fish? No, they answered. And Jesus said in verse 6, this would have been a familiar command to them when Jesus was calling his disciples at the beginning, at least for Peter and Andrew and James and John who were there, throw your net on the right side of the boat and you will find some. And when they did, they were unable to haul the net in because of this large number of fish. And they were large fish, we find out in verse 10, 153. And this is just John filling in the details for us to again assure us that this is not just some fairy tale. This is history. There's details here. And then the the disciple whom Jesus loved, that's John, the author of the gospel, he says to Peter, it is the Lord. And he is the one who recognizes that it's the Lord. Just as in the previous chapter, he recognized that the cloth left behind in the tomb was an indication that Jesus had risen from the dead. Peter hears this, and immediately his impulse gives way, and he takes his outer garment, ties it around him, and he jumps into the water and swims ahead to the shore. The other disciples, they follow in the boat, pulling in this net full of fish. It's so large, it normally would have broken the nets, but Again, as part of the miracle, the net stays intact, and they're about 100 yards offshore, and they bring in that great catch of fish. And there's a fire there, and there's burning coals there with fish on it, and some bread. And Jesus said to them, bring some more of this fish that you just caught. So Simon Peter climbs back into the boat, and they begin to drag the net ashore, Jesus then invites them, come and and have breakfast. And again, none of the disciples dared ask him, who are you? For they knew it was the Lord. Now, there must be something that's a bit different about his appearance, because as in the previous chapter, Mary Magdalene didn't recognize him. The two men on the road to Emmaus don't recognize him. And yet they know that this is Jesus. We don't know what the difference might be in his appearance. It might just be that his immortal, perfect body now after the resurrection is somehow different than. But we'll be able to recognize each other when we too are resurrected from the dead. Of course, this mortal, corrupt, sickly body of ours is going to look different when it's new and it's immortal and it's perfect in every way. So Jesus came and took the bread and gave it to them and he did the same with the fish. And now this would have reminded them of the feeding of the 5,000, the miracle of that, perhaps would have even reminded them of that last supper that they were together. And then John reminds us that this is the third time that Jesus appeared to his disciples after he was raised from the dead, after just writing about the first two appearances in the previous chapter. Lord, we thank you again for your resurrection. It's so meaningful to us. Thank you that you restore Peter 
Lord, even after he denied you, he denied you warming himself by the fire, saying that he didn't know you. And now you invite him once again to be sitting around a fire, eating the fish and the bread, and now you begin to restore him. Lord, thank you for your forgiveness of sin. Thank you that when we fall, you do forgive us and you restore us. Lord, we love you and we thank you that you've done all of this for us and we are amazed. May we not get taken aside by different things that might distract from what your call is and for our lives. And may we humbly serve you with the rest of our lives. Lord, we know that that's what matters to you, not the failures of our past, but the future and what you have called for each of us to accomplish with our days in this lifetime. So may we be faithful. May we be true to that calling that you have for each one of us. And may we represent you in the world that you have called us to live in among our families, among the people that we work with, our friends, our church families. Lord, thank you for all that you do give us. We love you. We praise you. We ask it all now in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thanks again for listening with us here today on Daily in the Word. Join us again next time as we close out this chapter and the whole gospel with Peter's restoration from his denial of Christ and the closing of the gospel. We look forward to that time again tomorrow. We hope you'll join us. And until then, I hope that you have a great day. Take care.